Dev Party. Dev Party, they are the mini episodes where I call up Vanya and she calls up me and we develop a roll of film or two together and we record it and call it Dev Party. We've done, oh, I don't know, we've done probably 70 of these, maybe more. We do a lot more than our regular episodes, so probably 70. So welcome. Vanya, are you there? I am. Oh, hello! Hi! Hi! <laughs> what? What are you developing today? Varicolor 220 from the Pentax. I'm so excited. You've had such great luck with 220 lately, so I can't wait to see what you come up with here. Thank you. I am developing... Uh, I'm developing Lomo 800, and I will get in. I will get into why in a little bit. And I'm also developing a roll of uh, what is it? It is um, uh, Fuji Chrome 50D from 1994. Ooh. I shot it at 12 ISO. We'll talk about that soon too. But first, we should probably get started since we're. Are you are you doing ECN too? I am, and I'm at one. I'm at one oh six actually. I'm fucking dude. How magic is that? That is incredibly magic. Now here's a question: Do you pre-soak your film for ECN two? No. No, I don't. Yeah, I haven't been either. I don't know if my instructions tell you to. I don't remember. But I haven't been lately, and honestly, I notice no difference. Okay. And so I generally don't pre-soak anymore unless it's, like, really expired from, like, the 60s. Or it's large format in the Sermon Press Tank, and that's just because of a design. I don't know if it's a flaw, but a design thing in the Sermon Press Tank. So, okay, let's get our chemicals and pour in. All right. Tell me when. Okay, I am almost ready. Popping the top. Um, and then let's fill up now. Okay. Filling. I am using a, uh, a really kind of tallish uh, tank. The, 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 steel, the stainless steel tanks with the plastic tops that you have to tape on yeah. so they don't fall off. I'm using one of those. And uh, I like it. You know, it, it it pours out really quickly, and I think that's that's an important thing. Okay. It also leaks even with the tape, oh, so gosh, that's I fun. It's... Every single one of my tanks leak, and I just yeah, it drives me insane. So I'm wrapping it in a towel very ineffectively, but we'll see how that goes. Okay, so Vanya, what did you shoot? Well. Uh, I shot in, um, this is weird, actually. I, sh I shot in which I, what I call the Orange Curtain. It's Orange County. The Orange, the Orange what? Curtain. Gotcha. Um, I, it's like, you know, this stupid long joke about how people from LA County hate Orange County and vice versa. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very cookie cutter it reminds me of that song the little boxes song you know it's just like okay. americana suburbia nightmare it just okay the streets are perfect and planned and there's mall islands and it's just i hate it 
<laughs> yeah. There's yeah. no flavor. There's no like weird wonky streets, like poor planning, and there's not old brick buildings. It's just, it's just like okay, fucking Nike and. Blech. Yeah, that sounds like a nightmare. It is. It's kind of a nightmare. So, anyways, um, yeah. I went down there. Mm-hmm. I didn't shoot any of that stuff. I but they do actually. Uh, they have beautiful beaches. So I went down and met up with a friend to mm-hmm. kind of just like check the waves, go swim around, and test my uh, Super 8, the underwater camera that I just recently got. So uh, I brought both cameras and kind of switched back and forth. And I even let uh, my friend Brandon use the Pentax. So actually a couple of these shots are going to be his as well. And I'm just going to assume that they're the better ones. (laughs) Was this in your your, uh, water housing? Yes. Okay. We have 30 seconds, by the way. What? On the developer. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's only a three minute develop. I know, it's so crazy, it's too fast. Well, I apologize. I wish I could do something about that. <laughs> I guess I could. You could. I could uh, dilute it. it, maybe. Yeah. No. yeah. Don't do I'm not really sure about that. That would require testing, and that's more than I want to do. I am pouring out now. I pour out ten seconds before, and there's the, there's the buzzer. Yeah. Okay, so and now I'm pouring in a water. So salt. that's what what oh. I. Uh, I shot, it was a sunny day, it was beautiful, the water was nice, um, kind of not really like super clear water, so mostly like above water shots, but yeah, I'm very excited, I'm excited about the um, the ECN2 dev with the Veracolor, just because I see how fabulous it looks for you, so I'm looking oh, forward God, to it. Oh god, yeah. I absolutely love Veracolor 3 with ECN2. My favorite combination by far. Yes. Are you using uh, Veracolor 3? I think it is Veracolor 3. I'm pretty sure it is. Okay. That's good. Which is weird that you would give me Veracolor 3. 220. I hate 220. <laughs> what the hell am I going to do with 220? It's like it's like a roll of 36. Yeah. What am I going to do with that? That's just... I have a cat. I can't hang a roll of 36 up. <laughs> I know, dude. It's like kind of these two twenty rolls are so long. <laughs> I yeah, that's need to ridiculous. Put like a hook on the ceiling that would make it so. Yeah. Oh shit! That's all right. I'm gonna poke some holes in the ceiling today, actually, because I just found a few hooks. What you need is a pulley system. Nice. Where you can lower, yeah, where you can lower the 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 hook or whatever you know, the the attachment, the clip, I guess. Nice. Lower it down through a pulley system and then bring it back up. Love it. I'm here to make easy solutions more complicated. Yeah, absolutely. I know. I was looking at pictures of my dark room. I'm so sad. I miss it. I really want one again. I, I, it'll happen eventually. After I find the, some new million dollar idea. <laughs> well, just uh, just yesterday, I set up the, the dark room at work as a, like a totally lightproof dark room nice. it's a dark room for for screen printing and you don't need like pure darkness for, for that so i do have like black sheathing that i put put over the door so that it does become lightproof and taking all of my developing stuff from home to work is such a pain in the ass oh so God, i need a different yeah. i need something different or just like you know two of everything really yep 
Probably. And I don't want to do that. So I'm not, I don't know. Whole other story there. Yeah. So your pictures are going to be underwater pictures for the most part, or at least in the water pictures. Slightly halfway through the water. I think I took one or two underwater, but for the most part, it's just like sea level, sea level stuff, you know? Sure. My favorite kind of stuff is sea level stuff. Yeah, of course. And then as far as the UMEG, that's, I, I haven't finished, I don't think. Uh, I, I took that out twice. I'll talk about that later, probably in the next episode. So yeah, that will be, that's expired. I put, but my first roll I put in there is an expired Triax, so I'm not really like <laughs> sure what's happening there, but we'll see. Have you poured your bleach in yet? Not yet, no, and I'm gonna explain why. I had somebody message me about the ECN2 chemicals, specifically asking why there's a water stop that goes into an Ilford an Ilford wash, like a long washing session. And the reason, short answer, is that the developer and the bleach do not play nicely together. And in, everybody has seen the film soup type stuff that yeah. people do, you know, putting yep. different chemicals in, in film developer or film and different chemicals. <laughs> yeah, you don't chemical need to do that. You could this. just do ECN2 and don't wash your film in between. Yeah, it's basically the same thing. It, it really fucks with your skies more than anything. So yeah, as much washing as you can do, you literally cannot wash your film too much. Yeah. I, I, that's what was wrong with why I didn't like ECN2 for a long time, and now I love it. Yeah, it's a it's a pain in the ass. It you is. know, I don't I don't enjoy I don't enjoy doing ECN2. <laughs> but I do like the pictures. Okay, so. Yes. You just gave me like so, a million minutes to explain what I shot, and I really actually okay. want to know what you shot with what Lomo 800? <laughs> yeah, no, I am, I'm adding bleach right now, just so you know. Oh, so it's three minutes with the know. bleach. <laughs> I, I'm letting you know. Oh boy. All right. So yeah, why did I shoot Lomo 800? I don't, I don't even know how I got Lomo 800. Hmm. No idea. But I had some and I knew it was going to be used for uh, I knew it was going to be used for, you know, low light in some way or another. Mm-hmm. So I was in North Dakota. As one and I came usually across, finds himself in, right? Yeah. I came across a house that was an abandoned house that I didn't even know about. Now, I'll, uh, before, I, before I left, I had a bunch of houses that I really wanted to check out. And then I talked with Taylor, who's been on the show a couple of times, about things that I should shoot because she's she does shoot shoots a lot there, mm-hmm. and she gave me a bunch of ideas. Some of which I had, some of which I didn't. Most of which I didn't. And then this house was one that both of us missed. And it's strange because there's a school across the road from it that I did have on my list, and that wasn't all that interesting. But the uh, this house, I, I went up to it, and it it was really falling down. It was really in bad shape. And I usually don't enter, but I was feeling a little bold. And there was a really kick-ass looking washing machine like right inside the door. Nice. So I entered it and I looked at the washing machine and then I looked around what was then the kitchen (gasps) came into view. Yes. And the kitchen was a mess. It was a complete wreck, utterly destroyed. Mm -hmm. But I noticed that there were cans still on the shelves. There was food still like out. 
And then I looked and there was a, a phone on the wall. And for some reason, those are always grabbed. And I, and I don't know why, but it's rare to find a phone on the wall. Yeah. And there were coats. There were coats still in the closet. No way. And I walked around into the living room. There was the, the furniture was still there. The art was still on the wall. There was a, a couch, a TV, a table. Uh, and then into the parents' bedroom, there were still ties on tie racks. And there was still a bed. It was still had like um, blankets and things like that around it. And then I went into what I guess was like the, the daughter's the daughter's bedroom. And there was still there was still a bulletin board with like high school things on it. Oh, shit. And you know clothing and all that. So I, because of this, like oh now I need to shoot this. And so I ran out to the car to get high speed film. The, the hitch here is I don't remember what I grabbed. It could have been this roll of 800, or there's also a roll of ultrafine 400 that I shot at 3200. It is one of those two rolls. I'm going to be developing the ultrafine next. It'll be off mic. And uh, either way, you'll have pictures of what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm so excited. Is this the same place that has that really amazing um, sink fixture? The one that was outside? No, it's like that porcelain and cast iron uh, or like oh, steel. No. Uh, it almost looks like a shell. No, no. That was a, a hotel I stayed in in Montana. In Terry, Montana. Hey, I'm pouring out the bleach now, by the way. I, I like dream about that sink. <laughs> it's an amazing sink. I'm going to find one. I'm going to. I love it. <laughs> uh, it was a great little hotel, too. It's kind of the only hotel in Terry. So... Okay, so okay, this, that's I'm yes, I'm done with bleaching, so I'm I'm doing another wash. The wash between the bleach and the fixer is important, though not as important. Okay, so we're not though. You should still do it. Okay, I'm gonna wash it a few times because I basically wash it till it doesn't run yellow anymore. Yeah, exactly what I do. And it runs yellow for a long time because it just It does. Yeah, it's a full Ilford wash. will take care of it. So, that's weird. Was there a car in the driveway? <laughs> no. You know, it seemed like there should I'm be. like, maybe it wasn't abandoned, Eric. Maybe you just broke into somebody's house. <laughs> it was, I mean, there was like a bird's nest on one of the walls Bro, with birds have, still in it. I have bird's nests in my, like not On inside, the inside of your house. Not inside my house, but on the outside. Okay, well, this is inside. So... <laughs> Yeah, it was definitely abandoned, like probably in the late 60s, early 70s. Yeah, I was going to ask you, so it, like that, the, the phone, like what color was the phone? Did it have a long cord? Did it have a short cord? It was in the kitchen, It was said? a black, a regular black standard issue wall phone. Yeah. You know, nothing special about it. I'm so intrigued. They only had like three phones that you could get at that point. <laughs> But it was a really, it was, I don't often get creeped out at places, but, you know, the fact that they, they clearly left, they clearly left in a, in a, in a, in a, what seemed to be in like in a hurry. Mm -hmm. There was nothing there yeah. that they, I'm sorry, they, they, they didn't take anything with them. So I don't, I don't know what happened. I'd love to somehow figure that out. You know, I don't know how I would do that. Maybe through like 
uh, I don't know, records at the courthouse. In, uh, realtor and find out. Well, it was in the middle of nowhere. What buttons? There was no real address or anything. I'm sure you could figure it out. I'm sure with enough time and effort. Yes. Or just like talking to the locals, I could figure it out. Yeah, definitely. Locals will know. Oh, so have I told you? So my my stepdad owns property in Mississippi. And the other day I saw his truck that he had Mississippi plates. And I'm like, dude, what's up with that? Like, can I register my car to Mississippi, please? I don't want to have California yeah. plates when I travel around. That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that would be like so ideal for me. So except in sure, California, sure. I'll get pulled over all the time in California. You will. Yeah. And they'll see your, your van often enough down at the beach and they'll say, you know what? I don't think you're actually from Mississippi. Okay, so um, we're done bleaching, and my water is running clear out of the tank, so I am done washing. So now it is time to fix. And I am using TF5 for a fixer here. I'm using TF4. Perfect. Do you warm it up? Mine is actually pretty cold, probably a little colder than it should be. Uh, Let me see. I'm going to actually test it. Uh, I've been kind of playing with with temperatures a little bit lately. The dev absolutely needs to be 106. No no questions about that. But the bleach can go down to to, to 80, and I think that's good to do that. Uh, It doesn't apparently shock the film. And the, the... the fixer you're supposed to use with the ECN2 process can be down to, to 80, I believe. But we're using fixers that can that, that don't necessarily have to be that. So I'm wondering, like, how cool can it go and still work? Yeah. You know, when we test when, when we test fixer on color film, we do it cold. Yeah. So it works. So I'm just wondering, like, I don't know. Just wondering, I guess. Well, so my fixer is pretty cold right now. It's probably less than 80. Okay. Mine's 98 degrees. But wasn't that like a boy band? It was. It was married to Justin okay. Simpson, I'm pretty sure. Well, super. So, okay, we are now fixing, and that means we answer the answering machine question. So, Vanya. Yes. What happens to your cameras when you... Die. Also, I'm really bummed out that you didn't put reverb on my voice for that because I, I thought that I was giving that vibe. Um, but yeah, it's okay. well, you know, it was a tough edit. It was like so, a little echo at the end, you know? Like the die, 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 All right. Well, you know, you're more than welcome to edit. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> so, Vanya, what happens to your cameras when you die? Um, well, that's a very good question. So Marley likes photos. She likes taking pictures. I think she's shooting with my Yashica Electro 35 right now. It's got a really cute strap. So she will probably be the boss of most of them, but I will probably be, I'm always giving my, I'm trying to always give my cameras away as much as possible. Um, especially the ones that like need new homes that I don't use some, I probably will end up selling at some point, uh, mm-hmm. because I need to like probably eat and stuff like that. So probably, I think, yeah. 
I think the special ones will be, like, gifted to people, like, hopefully you, but I don't know, you're older than me, so you might be dead. Yeah, I'm probably going to die, like, way before you. I know. I don't know, though, because you've been vegan for, like, how many years now? Like, 30 years? I I think I might die before you. (laughs) Well, regardless, what happens to your cameras when you die? I think I, it, they will be evenly distributed to the people that maybe give a shit and maybe don't give a shit. And then whatever else I would like to donate to some sort of like uh, photography school or something, you know, like I would really like to like do something positive for the community, for the film photography community, of course. Sure, of course. Hopefully it still exists at that point. It better. How about you? What happens to your cameras when you die? I'm really not sure. I treat my cameras very poorly. Um, (laughs) Or I guess you could say I use my cameras Mm -hmm. Uh, very ruggedly. You know, my my RB67 has scratches all over it and dents. And my my large format is, you know, bent and dented a little bit. Because I'm... Yeah, it's it's well used. Mm-hmm. You know, I use my my cameras. I really enjoy photography. So I would feel bad giving somebody a camera that I used. I don't think um, so. I think that's like I, I would patina. feel I would feel bad. So I think what needs to happen is there needs to be a shrine made to me. <laughs> preferably before I die. That's always an option. And then my cameras arranged artistically. Uh, and st- to form some sort of mosaic pattern, yeah, yeah, so that it's a design of some some kind, something something nice, something nice. nice. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So yes, my cameras should be set aside as a memorial to me. I love it. I absolutely love it. <laughs> Maybe I'll make like a robot version of you with your cameras. Please do. That. And then I can get your brain and like, maybe like, re. Uh, articulate it and then like you'd be like it would be like a camera robot eric that would be fun yeah i think there was like a a cenobite on hellraiser 3 that they tried to do that with and it's just goofy it's really goofy don't don't do that to me so i know it's still spooky season really quick so i do have a really fun like story like it's not exactly a story what are we talking about i want to tell you something okay basically since it's still spooky season, I want to tell you because the question, you know, what happens when your camera's when you die, it just reminded me. So my my best friend, Pam, she invited me to her cousin's uh, birthday party. He's turning 50 in like next month, like on the first or second or something. And it's a surprise party and it's funeral themed. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to go to, like, I already told her I'm going to go down to the flower district and get him one of those wreaths, like those memorial wreaths. Sure. (laughs) And we're doing like a whole funeral, like birthday party thing. And I was like, I am so like, just let me know what I need to bring. And I am so down. Maybe I'll do like a little memento mori thing for him. It'll be amazing. So yeah. That sounds really wonderful. It kind of reminds me of your little, um, shrine thing so if that's what you want Mm -hmm. for your 50th i can make that happen and we could just have like uh, i'll get back to you on a funeral for you while you're still alive so you can enjoy it and i was even thinking we could rent like a casket and we can make (laughs) that the photo booth (laughs) and you could just lay in there and people can like lay you know stand next to you like hey here i am with you know 
Eric. Yeah, I, I don't see why that would be a problem. I think a lot of people that love and hate you would love to do that. <laughs> they have two lines. <laughs> the real Ghostbusters will return after these messages. Attention shoppers. The new Atari cartridge game is in. Excuse me. <laughs> Uh-oh. George again. <laughs> Atari's air feedback. It comes with 27 games, but that's just for starters. You can get nine cartridges, 187 games. Blackjack. <laughs> oh! I'd like an Atari. Sorry. Only our demonstrators left. Mine! No, George. Mine. The new video computer system by Atari. <laughs> more games, more fun. We now return to the real Ghostbusters. Yay, here we are. Here we are. So I'm, I'm all washed and I'm doing a final rinse. And there's actually a little story I want to tell about the final rinse. Now, for my final rinses, I use I use filtered water, which is the only time I use non-tap water in what I'm doing. And then I put in a couple of drops of PhotoFlow. And so how I used to do that is a, is a syringe. And how I'm doing it now is over the past several years, I have befriended a family of crows by, by feeding them. I feed them every day, mm-hmm. peanuts. And if you do that, and if your crows are, I don't know, a certain type of crow, maybe? A certain temperament of crow, they will give you gifts. Mm -hmm. It's rare, but it happens. This past week, my crows gifted me an eyedropper, like a medicine dropper. And so this is what I'm going to be using for my my photo flow for a dev party. So every time I, I do a dev party now, or develop at all, I will be thinking of my crow family. I mean, honestly, I'm always thinking of the crow family. Yeah, you are. But every time, if we talk, you're like, oh, I got to go feed my crows. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or when you're walking down the street and the crows follow you home. I like that. They, they do. All right, so I am ready to pull the film, see if I've got anything. Okay. And I do. It is this house. It is absolutely this house. Yay. The, uh, the house I was talking about. So, yeah, um, it's probably not the... <laughs> it's, um, I don't know. It doesn't look great, but uh, we'll see how it dry. You know, color film never looks good. Dude, 800 film looks like shit. Like, when it's Does wet. it? Okay, I rarely... Yeah, yeah. I rarely shoot it. Don't, so. don't worry. Um, every time I've ever looked at it's kind of the same as like how Crossbird is. You know how Crossbird looks like shit when you pull those negatives? You're like, oh, oh God. Yeah. And that stuff is bomb. Also, I miss it. Bring it back, please. Okay, and I do have another roll, but why don't you pull yours? Okay. I actually just pulled it. I'm going to dry it off with my Kim wipe. It's very well exposed. It doesn't look expired. It looks it looks really, really nice. Uh, yeah, it looks like... Uh, well, I'm excited to see what they look like scanned, honestly. Well, um, we don't know how these photos look because they're, they're negatives and our brains can't flip those colors around so easily. So why don't we check in with Vanya and Eric of the future? Well, welcome to the future where everything is known and is clear about the photos we just developed. For those, the most part. Yeah, those oldies don't know what they're talking about. No, they don't. Also, they didn't take all night to delint anything, those bastards. Oh, well, one of them did. (laughs) 
but let's talk about the one who didn't. So let's go with your photos. No, I did delint mine, but I was, I guess, assuming that past Vanya didn't and future Vanya did. Okay, I'm confused because now it is past. Okay, so here's the deal. Okay. Uh-huh. This was an expired role. And for some reason, I don't know why, but I have been having some dust issues. And this is a roll of 220. So yeah, that's fun. Well, okay. That wouldn't have anything to do with it being expired. No, but also there's these weird spots I get sometimes on um, these rolls that are expired. They almost look like sunspot, not the ones that are in the pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, there are these other ones they're like these little small kind of bubble looking spots and i get them on a lot of expired rolls are they so, like like it's just like slightly lighter circles yes. yeah i'm i'm thinking that is poor washing oh <gasps> it's not i washed the shit out of this okay well maybe has something to do with the fixer maybe cuz it could be you know um a little bit of silver left on there. Something. Yeah. I mean, you've, I know you've had this happen to mm-hmm. you before. Sure. Um, it happens on Fomacan. So I had to try to erase that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a lot. So, oh, really? okay. Well, it could, it be, was, it could just be emulsion deterioration too. Those things happen with old yeah. film. So, yeah, that wasn't really fun. Um, but yeah, let's talk about the photos. Yeah, do it. Here they are. Here's the photos, wow, you guys. Look at them. Can Great. you see them? Are you guys seeing them? The first one is foam right up front, and you're looking at a uh, some kind of rock formation. Yes, in the middle, in the water. Mm -hmm. uh, There was this like pile of foam, and I was like, I'm going to swim out into the middle of the foam and get that as my foreground. I just thought that would be lots of fun. That's foam tastic. Exactly. Um, Not easy when you're moving around to keep it still and straight and steady, but um, there's that picture. Uh, the next one, mm-hmm. I absolutely adore. I love this photo so much. Okay, so uh, this is looking up. Yes, in rock. the shadow. Yes, probably around eleven ish. So sun was almost at high, mm-hmm. but I was like right at the edge of this big cliff where it drops into the ocean. It's just. It's stunning. And there's a uh, critter on top, isn't it? Some sort of bird, a, it looks like. Yeah, there's a couple. So there's like, those birds are called something, and I knew the name two days ago. I don't know the name anymore. Those are two um, different kinds of birds. So the one in the middle is a pelican. Yes. And then the one on the top right, I call them duck birds. Okay. <laughs> or like duck fish birds. Yeah, that's what they're called, duck Some fish birds. cormorant or something, maybe. Yeah. And the other um, one looks very goosish. Yeah, it's weird. They are they swim and they fish. They they dive super deep in the water. Mm-hmm. They um they can they can I guess like submerge themselves like really far. Okay. Uh and it's crazy cuz when you are a surfer, you'll see them but sometimes you won't and one will just like pop up in front of you or like next to you and it's fucking terrifying. Sure. I can imagine. Um, that. Yeah. Also, when there's big schools of fish, sometimes the pelicans will like dive bomb right next to you too. So it's you know it's a it's a vibe, as the kids say it. It's a vibe. Oh well, cool. Pelicans are awesome. Yeah. Okay. So the third photo. The third photo. There's a a fellow on was in the water, hanging on a surfboard. But the feature of the photo is 
like a bunch of stuff yeah. over the lens. What's that? So this is um, what I call, I don't know why I think I'm so funny all the time, but I'm just going to continue thinking that for the rest of my life. I'm sorry, you guys. So there was a bunch of seaweed in the water and I was like, I'm going to be National Geographic and I'm going to like dive under the water and then like come up with a bunch of seaweed on my camera. Like I'm <laughs> okay. Like in a, in like one of those like bird, uh, or what are they called? The, um, the ghillie suit? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. And I was like, I think I'm going to do this more often. And I was explaining that when I go up to Santa Cruz, I was like, I'm totally going to do this. It's going to be funny. People are going to laugh, not be scared at all. It's going to be funny. Okay. <laughs> and so are your pictures going to all look like this from now on? Probably. Okay. It seems like a, an kidding. interesting decision. I don't know, but I really like it. Okay. Um, there's a there's a little backstory. It was funny, and yeah, I don't know. Seaweed on the camera? Why not? Why not? Why not? And then the third, the fourth, last final photo mm -hmm. I adore as well. So it wasn't a clear day in the water, but there was so many gradients of blue, and then in the inside was kind of this like uh, brownish water because of it being the sand stirred up okay. because it's basically sandy bottom for the most part. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was like really excited because I was like, okay, I'm going to shoot this Veracolor and then I'm going to develop it. Any, I like had already planned that this was going to happen and that I was interested to see what would happen as far as color shifts. Sure. So uh, when I saw this photo, I was like, yep, that was worth it. I really, I really like this photo a lot. It's kind of, very much a me picture mm -hmm. but instead of the pier it's a rock which is exciting it is um and, the, and with the, feel, the little lens flare it looks yeah. like the rock has an eye i does doesn't it, it does. and he's eating this this poor surfer it's like it's kind of like a morla vibe again you it know is. you do have a lot of morla based photos i do mm -hmm. so i'm i just want to say i love I love swimming in the water. I love shooting in the water. I I really enjoy traveling and taking pictures, but where I feel the most comfortable is here. And when I get a picture like this, it makes me like really happy and inspired and really pushes me to continue to like try to perfect my style and and kind of stand out in a way that's not like everybody else's surf photography, I guess. So sure. Yeah. Okay. No, I like it. Now, really good stuff. Thank you. Yeah. So and what what this, um emulsion was this again? Veracolor three from you. That's 220 right. roll. Okay. Thank you so That's much, right. Eric. Oh uh, well, you're you're welcome. I did actually forget I wasn't looking, I wasn't fishing for a compliment of giving you the film. <laughs> <laughs> no, like good I've job, been saving I've been saving it for a while. Like when you give me fancy stuff i i try not to shoot it right away which is weird like i'm like savoring it for some reason the only way to savor film is to use it i know okay i'm kind of pissed because you're like <laughs> uh i don't want to like shoot color anymore i'm totally fine with black and white and then this guy well comes with these pictures here so i'm what I'm the hell I'm going to keep shooting color obviously but i i really do want to lean into black and white and so I, what I developed was Lomo Color 800, which is, I believe, 
Kodak Ultramax 800, which I think is only available in disposable cameras at this point. Mm -hmm. But I think it's the same emulsion. It really seems to be. Um, of course, it's repackaged for Lomo and, and it's readily available. So thanks, Lomo. I, I don't normally shoot an 800 speed anything, but mm -hmm. I was inside this house. And so did I, did I explain how it happened? I don't think I did. Because we were trying, like after we got off, after we, after the past, <laughs> we were trying to figure out which role I shot when. Mm -hmm. Like what, which one was first? Well, which one? If, what, yeah, because after, after we got off the past, I developed a role of Ultrafine 400 that I shot at 3200 that mm -hmm. I shot on the same day. And so I shot the, I think I shot the color roll first. And then I was like, oh, I wanna get this in black and white because this house was really impressive. And so I ran out to the car and I grabbed the roll of, of Ultrafine and I developed, or sorry, and I shot that at 3200, which is really, really pushing Ultrafine. Mm -hmm. And then I developed it um, with sort of guessing what would be the best time to do it. And I think I did pretty okay. I'll, I will share one of those photos, but I'll be posting more of those on my own um, our Instagram feed, I guess. Mm -hmm. So this first photo, it, this house freaked me out. I don't really get uneasy in places. And the reason it freaked me out, like I talked about it a little bit, but the first photo is a, a chair that, uh, is in the same line of of sofas that I used to have. So it looked like one of my chairs. Oh, creepy. And the floor, it looks like it's, it, honestly, it looks like soap suds all over the floor. It was, not, I, I don't know what it is. I don't remember there being this much foam or whatever on the floor, but it, it looks like your first photo because there's foam all over the place. Oh, oh my gosh, look <laughs> at us matching. Um, The house is destroyed. The windows are all broken but nothing is moved. It was like these people disappeared. And the first photo doesn't really show that, but the second photo I think does. This is a photo of a, a teenager's uh, bulletin board. It was in her room and the latest date on it is 1969. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. And I think she was a junior then because it says sophomore 1967 to 1968 and then 68, 69 was, was junior. And it's weird because like nothing is moved, nothing is touched. And I don't know what to make of it. Her bedroom, which I don't, I, I, there are pictures of it. I don't think I have them. I don't, I didn't share any of them, but her bedroom was also very untouched. There were books on shelves. There were um, clothes still in closets. In the parents' room, there were ties still on tie racks. In the closet, there were still coats. There was tie racks. <laughs> I mean... Well, it was, this, it was the 60s. Of course, there were tie racks. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, there, there was tie racks. <laughs> so, I, I don't, I don't even, be, I don't even want to know what happened to these people. The food, like, you look at the, the third picture. This is the kitchen. Now, obviously, it's been ransacked. Mm -hmm. But what you can see is that nobody brought all this food into no, this house. No, it was there. Yeah. All of this food that's on the, that's now on the floor was in the house. All of the cups, all of the, it looks like a, like a cake. You see the white thing? It looks like a sit and spin on the counter. Yeah. yeah. That's like a, that's like a cake display thing, right? Um, I think so. I can't yes. really get it. I mean. Like a cupcake holder or some type of thing or whatever. I don't know. It's, it's really hard to see what it is. 
But all of these things were left there. They weren't, the family didn't move with anything, it looks like. The curtains were still on on the the windows. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of, people always take their curtains. It's that's how you tell if a house is abandoned or not. If anybody's living there, are there curtains in the window? Well, if there are, somebody's living there. Really? I didn't know that. Well, it's I mean, it's not it's not a it's not a total given, but you know, that's one of the ways. And so it really freaked me out. This house was 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 kind of freaky. Um and so I want to jump down to the black and white picture. So the color pictures, the walls are very blue. There's a lot of turquoise and some pinks in this house and, and a lot mm-hmm. of browns. It was the late seventies, but there are a lot of turquoise and a lot of pinks probably left over from the fifties. And so you see the kitchen was a, a, a turquoise color, but when you go into the black and white, it's a very different mood, even though it's almost the same angle mm-hmm. of the same counter, counter kitchen sink and all of that. And the the difference between the color and the black and white is the color, it, it feels, well, it feels colorful, but it also feels very light. And yeah. the house didn't feel light at all. It, it was a very, it's um, like, like, what the fuck happened here house? It was very heavy, yeah. heavy, like yeah. what the fuck happened Heavy, here, thick. Like. Yeah. But, and the black and white really expresses that. The color yeah. makes it seem like you're just kind of there for a, a weird party and things got out of hand, you know? It doesn't seem as spooky. It doesn't, it's very light. I mean, it was very. Um, the colors are are so kind of, I mean, obviously it's an old house. You know, people don't do have pink fridges anymore. Also the fridge is like fucking amazing. Yes, the fridge is pink. <laughs> uh, but yeah, teals, there's like teals and the, the colors date it, but also kind of soften, soften the vibes. And, the, you know, obviously with the light diffused through the window, I mean, it's a, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful place. But yes, I would say that um, looking at the bottom photo compared to the color version of it, um, it's, I mean, it's a little bit of a different angle too. There's a little bit, you're you're showing a little bit more of the light source, I guess, in the color. I think so, yeah. Um, yeah, there's maybe the color makes it more real in a in a sense that the black and white makes it more eerie like you you're guessing more it felt the way that the black and white was i didn't want to be there it it really was like a place that that um it really screamed to get out Mm. and i'm I'm absolutely not talking like ghosts or spirit weirdness or anything like that it it was just like something happened to this family whether I don't, you know, I don't think it was tragic necessarily in like a death sort of way. There's no way, there's no reason for me to think that. But they left like overnight. Yeah. You know, you well, so expect, what do you think happened to them? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, it could have been something as mundane, and it could be death. I mean, it could be something as mundane as there was a car accident, mm-hmm. you know, and they didn't have, maybe they were new to the area. And they didn't have friends or family to take care of all of this stuff for them. I have no idea. It would be really yeah. interesting to find out. Or, I mean, it could be really boring to find out, too. <laughs> it yeah. could just be that they they just left. they like, well, fuck all of this. We're leaving. Which, yeah. But that's, that's rare. Nobody really does that. And we don't know what's not there. We, we don't really know what they, what they didn't. Sorry, we don't really know what they took. 
because it's not yeah. there anymore. So they could have taken enough clothes for you know a month or a week or whatever. Maybe yeah. they went on vacation and just, hey, Florida is so much better than North Dakota or whatever. I have no idea. But mm -hmm. it it seems like they, they had a daughter in school, potentially named Nova. There's a, um, or she liked the Nova, the car. It's one of the oh, two. Funny. <laughs> Because the the her the the word Nova is written a couple of times on the bulletin board. That's funny. Maybe that's the car she wanted. It could have been, or the car she I mean, had. I she want, was a junior. I wanted. It was like a '71 Nova that my dad had a sh at a shop. It was like <laughs> this kind of avocado green. It was a four door, so it wasn't like as adorable as the two as the coupe or whatever, mm -hmm. but. I was like begging him, like, please just let me have this one. <laughs> He's like, no, you're getting the, what was it? The Ford Escort, which was a fucking nightmare. Oh my God. Should have had the Nova. See that? What if happened? Only. So the last thing I do want to say is that since, since this was very low light and I was shooting at 800 and then also at uh, 3,200, but mostly at 800, mm -hmm. I was able to open the, the aperture up all the way. Yeah. Had to, really. Yeah. And so it really shows off how wonderful the Mamiya lens is, the 90 millimeter lens. It's yeah. such an amazing lens. Beautiful. And I'm really glad I shot with it. I'm I'm surprised I didn't take like the Hasselblad back in with me. Or and I'm pretty sure I didn't take. I know I didn't take a tripod because I didn't want to be there. I knew tripod was just gonna, it was just that was going to take so much longer. I mean, it would be cool to see the um, the square shots in color, like with Lomo 800. Like I, yeah. I'm inspired. I'll probably get some of this stuff. It looks fun. Yeah, and if, uh, as far as 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 film reviews go, break into some uh, houses now. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm really digging the Lomo Color 800. I. I will get it again for my next trip. Yes. Um, if I have to go into a house and, and need a little bit of color boost, um, mm -hmm. it, I will absolutely buy this again. I think it looks great in ECN2. I have no idea what it looks like in C41. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't know. I really... Uh, it looks... Yeah, it looks great. It looks, also, it, just... I'm glad that you shared the black and white. I think it really kind of opens up the conversation about like why we would have... Why would we want to choose um, different emulsion or different films, color, black and white, you know, vice versa, those types of things. Um, because what you want to show in your picture or how you feel in a picture can really be the difference between color and black and white sometimes, you know? Well, yeah. And also it's, it's, it, <laughs> it shows the versatility of, Ultrafine, <laughs> and it pisses me off that Ultrafine, the company, whizzed that down their leg. Can we just, we can't just like buy the company? I think company? somebody did. I think somebody bought like the rest of the stock. Who? I used to know, and I can't remember who it was. It was somebody we knew. If you bought Ultrafine, can you please contact us so we can bother you forever now? <laughs> yes. My fear is that it's going to be someone who is going to flip the price in like a Cosmo photo sort of way. Uh, you know, that'll take like a, a cheap film and yeah. double the price on it. So that's I really my fear. Hope not. All right. Well, I think 
I feel pretty good about this. Yeah. I think I'm, we're. I'm digging it. Yeah. I'm me too. Ah, okay. Well, let's send it back to the past for their quick goodbye. Sounds great. All right. Bye. All right. Well, I guess that does it for another uh, mini episode. Of... Wow. You didn't even thank the futures. Oh, that's sorry. fucking cold. Oh, I... <laughs> Man, they come in here. And they're willing to give up their time. <laughs> and we don't even bother. Like, oh, yeah, thanks, guys. We're just like, yeah, fuck the futures. Yeah. Fuck the futures. Wow, Vanya. That's fucking cold. I know. I'm a cold, cold-hearted woman. Snake? Uh-oh. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. Uh, so, okay. <laughs> Thank you all. The, thank you, futures. You're, you're, uh. Your service to the cause. Yeah, is yeah, noted. yeah. Future, future, blah, blah. Anyways, you guys, thanks for listening. We love you. And we'll see you next week on the main episode. So, see you later. Bye bye. Embracing the new life we are in.